Hello everyone, welcome back to Nerd Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 2. We're going to be all in on spoilers, so if you haven't watched it and you're worried about spoilers, there's your warning. And then at the end, we'll talk about Wonder Woman later on. But we're going to talk about Mandalorian, we'll go episode by episode, give you guys our thoughts on it. Uh, so yeah, let's start out with the first episode, which was, I thought, a pretty strong episode, The Marshal. With Timothy Oliphant starring as a marshal, which is a character he's very familiar with. But I thought it was a good opening. It kind of continued the problem that The Mandalorian had in Season 1, though. With every episode kind of feeling like a video game mission. Like, Mandal's like, oh man, I need to go do this thing. But oh no, I need this part. Oh, in order to do this, this guy needs me to do this thing. So here... He shows up at the cantina, he needs Boba's armor, and he's like, sure, Mando, you can have it, but help me kill this crate dragon. Uh, but I like the episode overall. What, what did you think of it, Ian? Looking at the spoilers and stuff, right? Yes, that's why I just... So yeah, so I've complained for a while about the video game feel of it. Uh, if you have to go over here to get this, if you look at this, to find this. Like, I've complained, you know, Dylan can tell you, I've complained for that for a while. Um, as far as that episode, yeah, Tales of the Alphant was great. Um, I was wondering what they were going to do with the, you know, him wearing the Boba Fett armor, how that was going to go down. Um, I liked the episode. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Um, it was cool. The only thing I had problems with, I didn't really like the crate Dragon. I thought it could have been cooler. You know, we've been waiting since, I am the people that watched it back in the 70s, and waiting since the 70s, you know, you see the crate Dragon, you hear the call, and then it's kind of like this giant worm, which I thought was kind of lame. So that was probably my only com like that in the video game mission was kind of my only complaint. And that if that thing could take out cities or like small towns, then why would anyone even live there? Because that thing could just come by and like just if just if it just like like I don't even know how to say slithers under you, it's you're gone. Well, it's because that's a mining area. That's where they have to live to mine. Remember? Yeah, but why? Is, but that thing could just go take out Mos if it wanted to. You know? But it's a creature in nature, so it doesn't have like a meaning to do that. You know, it doesn't have, like, some greed or some yeah, I, reason what, to do did that. Did you like the design like, of the crate Dragon? Yeah, I thought it looked fine. I thought it looked cool. I mean, literally, you complain about being a worm, but remember when we saw the skeleton? It was literally, like, a worm-type skeleton. It was just a long thing, and that's all we saw. I, don't know. I, I guess when I think of dragon, I just think of, like, a dope-looking dragon, not the dragon we got. Maybe that's my problem, you know? I thought it looked cool. I thought it made sense. It's a sand dragon on Tatooine. Like, what it looked like made sense just, to me. It just I liked the way it moved around. It's just a worm. I didn't like the wormness of it, but... Those poor bantas, those poor bantas, they didn't give a crap about them bantas. No one ever they cares about bantas. Kill those poor guys, but they had that chance. Timothy Olyphant was definitely the highlight of the episode. I hope we get yeah. more of him, uh, wasn't he Cobb Vanth or something like that? I don't remember, uh, yeah, Cobb Vanth. Uh, I, man, he looks so cool in that armor with like the salt yeah. pepper hair and I said a while ago that I thought he would be a good casting for Deathstroke it... and then here he looks just like Slade Will, so I was like, man. He now, just needs isn't to he, bulk up. You can tell me I'm wrong. Isn't he from the comics? That character? Cobb Vanth? I don't know. I thought I thought I read that he's been in the comics before. I okay. don't think so. I think he was in like the the aftermath book, which was one of the uh, which was one of like the books from the uh, like Disney uh, new like uh, yeah. canon. He was yeah, in one of those books, right. I think. I don't think he was in the comics. Maybe he was, but I'm pretty right. sure he was in like the the aftermath book. Aftermath yeah. book, and then did we see Boba at the end of that episode? I think we see him hooded, right? You see him, yes, like, yeah. Like, That's yeah, the tease. Uh, he's like hooded, and he's got that freaking weird staff thing that he uses later on. Uh, but that uh, episode was good. I enjoyed it. It was. It was a um, solid opening. Yeah. Did you think? I was say, did you think it was like a like a dope opening? Yeah, I thought it was a good opening for season two. I liked it. Like I said, the video game mission part of it was eh, but I liked it. I thought it was a good way to open the season. But then we go on to probably the worst episode of the season. 
at the next one, which was yeah, the uh, the passenger. That's the spider episode. He takes oh, the frog yeah. lady. And yeah. then, like, like I get it. Like, Ralph McQuarrie had a lot of cool designs. Like, the spider looks like a Star wars like, type thing. But, you, man, you, it was an interesting episode. When you see the, uh, the, the like, the, you know, they always, at the end, one thing I love about Marvel is at the end of every episode, they do the whole concept art. They show it off. And it looks dope. Like, the concept art looks cool. But it just didn't work. The, well, like whole, the, the best part about it was Baby Yoda eating all her eggs. Yeah, the spider wasn't the problem. It was the whole concept of the episode. Just, like, all of them getting stuck in a cave for, like, no particular reason. And then the rebels, like, helping them. It was just dumb. Yeah, the, like, the rebels the, tracking him and then helping him. And then... The whole yeah, episode just, like, it, it was kind of point. It felt really pointless and really filler, which was a big yes. complaint we had about the first season. I, like, oh, we, yeah. we both liked the first season. But the first yeah. season, it's eight-episode season, and four of the episodes are filler. Like, half the season is filler. And we're like, oh, no, the second episode's already filler. This is not looking good. Um, but thankfully, there wasn't near as much filler in this episode. But, yeah, not much to say about uh, that episode other than it was just kind of dumb and pointless. I'm trying to remember. And... So, like, you find... Well, that's another, it's another part of the video game thing where... Um... He has to take this person to this mission to get information. It's another video game type deal. Yeah, because right? he meets the frog lady and she, yeah. uh, or like her husband or whatever, and give him uh, help. But she's got to take her to her husband and all that. It was, it was whatever. It's funny that there was a controversy like when that happened, like oh, vegans yeah, or something. And people are like, oh, Baby Yoda's like causing a genocide by eating eggs. It's like, it's just a dumb gag in the episode. Like, Twitter they're gets even, freaked out over anything. Yet either, right? Yeah. So, it's like, like guys, yeah, freaking about? vegans need to chill, yo. It was, it was weird. But then we move on to the next episode. And this is the one where we get to see Bo-Katan in live action. She hasn't aged at all since Clone Wars. So stupid. So do Mandalorians just not age? Because Boba's aged and he's technically a Mandalorian, right? Because he is a clone, but he he was given – he didn't give the, the age acceleration, right? Well, that's the thing. I don't know what the current – so I don't know what the current canon lore is for Jango Fett because Jango Fett actually – so they gave uh, – what's his name? What's Mando's actual name in the show? I can't remember. But Din anyway, Djarin? Yes, Din Djarin. They gave Din Djarin literally Jango Fett's uh, legend's origin because his origin was that he was a foundling. Like, uh, basically the exact same thing that happened to Din Djarin where, you know, he was found by some Mandalorians and brought in. That's how he became Mandalorian. He wasn't actually born on Mandalore. Um, so that's how Jango Fett's, like, legends... Uh, I remember there was a comic I read of it. There was That's how Jango's, uh, like, legends origin was. But then they just gave it to... Uh, to Din Djarin, so I don't know if that's still Jango's origin or not, or what his origin is, so I don't know if he's actually Mandalorian or not. I don't think they said it in the show. I, maybe they did and I missed it, but I don't know what his current thing is, so I don't know if, oh, if he's I Mandalorian think, think, or not, because well, prior he was show, not. They show in the one episode, remember they show Bobo showing whose armor it is, so I'm guessing he is Mandalorian because it's all written in there. I'm guessing he is to show that it, his dad was Mandalorian, that was his armor, and it passed down to him. Well, no, I don't know, because they could, uh, maybe, or were they showing that his he got his armor because he was a foundling? Because if you're foundling, you're still, you're technically Mandalorian, you just, you know, not know. by birth. So, I don't know. It doesn't really, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, yeah, anyways, Bo-Katan shows up. I never cared for, like, Death Watch in Clone Wars. Like, the so Mandalorian. three now, right? Yes. Mandalor and Mandalorian, like I mean, uh, in Clone Wars, like the Mandalorian arc was really cool. I like what they did with uh, Darth Maul stuff. I wasn't the biggest fan of everything they did with the Mandalorians themselves, especially because the like the Legends lore for Mandalorians to me was cooler than what we got in Clone Wars. But still, the it was a cool arc. But Death Watch was always kind of lame to me, and I didn't care for them. And it was just whatever. And so Bo Katan shows up, and 
I just don't care <laughs> in the show. She, she didn't age at all. And this one felt just kind of like a meh episode. Like you're excited to see the Mandalorians. They first show up and then it's kind of like, eh. And well, like, you know. Well, then like the whole thing of, oh, you're a part of that crazy religious sect that only believes will keep their helmets on. Uh, meanwhile, these Mandalorians literally take off their helmets every two seconds. Like, what's the point of even having one if you take it off every two seconds? Because you got to show um, that face. It was like, who, who was it? Was it Spider-Man off. 1 where he takes off Amazing his mask? Amazing like, Spider-Man every... 1. Huh? Amazing yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 where he takes off his helmet every two seconds. It's like, what's the point of even having a mask or a helmet if you're going to take it off every two seconds? But yeah, I didn't... I, first of all, I cannot stand that girl's that lady's haircut. It drives me insane. That's just it's how like, it was in Clone Wars, so they gave her the exact same one for the show. It looks like the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. Like, it looks awful. I wouldn't say it's the worst, but yeah, it doesn't look too good in live action. Uh, it, 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 it literally looks like the worst I've ever seen. Um, but at the end of that episode, we get the big reveal where Bo-Katan's but, like, Hey, Ahsoka is who you're looking for. Yeah, and so what happens in the episode? So he goes on the he goes on the ship, right? Like so, so he like goes, he gets he gets captured. They save him, and then they're like, "Hey, we're looking to get these weapons, so that way we can go and take Mandalore oh, yeah, back." And so he goes and he helps him take over that ship. That's remember? Because right. remember, he, yeah. you had that hallway scene where he's just running and getting shot by. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> like, so stupid. Best yeah. guard, the most indestructible thing ever. Yeah, Beskar, they really, like, I was waiting for it, and they never did. They need to introduce a kryptonite to Beskar, right? Because right now, it's like, it's too OP. you got to have some type of kryptonite. There needs to be something. Lightsabers can't hurt it. Well, they did try to show maybe lightsabers, if it's held on it long enough, can hurt it. Because you saw the last one where it was, you know, against it, and it was, like, starting to heat up. But, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty stupid. Yeah, like, right now, there's literally no, there's no, like, threat. There was only, when he has the Beskar on, there's no, like, oh, no, something might happen. It's just like, yeah. Anyone who has best guard, they're fine. Um, but that was that episode. And then the next episode, we get... What was the... The next episode was the... Was it the Ahsoka episode? Yeah, it was the Ahsoka episode. Was it? Yeah. I believe... Let's see. Others... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. The next episode is the one where he goes and gets his ship repaired. That's what the next episode is. And he goes with, uh, with Cara Dune and Grief... Oh, and that's where they go, like, they find, like, the Snoke pickles, right? Like, the, the pickled Snokes? Basically, yeah. That's the one. That episode, that episode was good, and I liked the flying bit at the end. Like, that part was cool. But, yeah, that episode was a good, it was a solid episode, but there's not much to say about it. <laughs> like, I actually... I'm trying think... to remember what all happens. That, like, that, like that was... weird dude. That was the one that Carl Weathers directed. Tell me, he wasn't in the show, like, at all, besides that, that episode. Besides the episode he directed, yeah, but... That episode, there's not much to say about it. Like, I liked the chase at the end, and, like, them infiltrating the place was kind of cool. And it was kind of like a reunion. Like, hey, here's the squad from season one. And that was it. Yeah, I'm trying to... I don't... Re- I honestly, like, forgot about that episode. Like, I know, I, I did too. That's why I thought the like next that. one was the was the Ahsoka one. But... Like, I, I, yeah, like, I totally forgot about that. And the, uh, any, so... You have any further thoughts on that episode? So what happens to that? So they go... I'm trying... Remember they go they into go... the base... There's yeah, that base that's, like, far off while well, he gets his ship repaired. He gets his ship repaired. Oh, by them. Yeah, because they were supposed to repair on the one, the water planet, but they didn't do a good job, right? Yeah. So he goes to them. They find the Pickled Snokes. What else do they find there? They find something there, don't they? I don't remember. I just remember him flying out on his jetpack, and they go out in, like, that, like, tank speeder thing. Yeah. I just remember the guy, like, the weird fish-looking dude. 
Yeah, he was kind of annoying that episode. Like they, he was. They thought he was funnier than he was. They kept using yes. him for gags. I'm like, this guy is just. They're not... like, this guy is so funny. Yeah, like, this guy's not funny. And then the next one was the Ahsoka episode, which was actually really good for the most part. Like I enjoyed it. I, I hate Ahsoka, but in this episode, she's actually handled well. I know most people love Ahsoka. I don't like her. I don't think she fits in Star Wars. Or really makes any sense at all. Um, but in this episode, she was used well. The atmosphere was like the best part of the episode like how the planet was it was really cool and how it was shot and everything i loved it and it was obviously a throwback to like samurai films and i thought it was really cool the uh the ending battle was kind of lame the staff and the uh the staff yeah, lady so... fighter but they had yeah. to set that up so he could get his staff um so he could have that fight at the end but so stupid ahsoka's actually handled pretty well they had a cool five second battle that i enjoyed uh this was one of the best episodes i, I enjoyed this one a lot uh you had the Although I was kind of disappointed with the standoff between um, between Mando and that one dude, because I thought it would have been cooler if he actually would have been like, "Yeah, I know when I've lost," but instead he still picks up his gun, tries to shoot him, and Mando kills him. It's like, okay, that, yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, everyone knows I love Ahsoka. So uh, I think she's like the stupidest character ever. But they handle her very well in this episode. The opening of her going through like the darkness and like wiping out the people is pretty dope. Um. Don't know why they sent those guys out there instead of just holding up at the wall and making her come to them. Like that was kind of a dick move by the commander, right? It's like go die. Um, yeah. uh, so I did like the way she was handled. She she that like that that was really cool. Uh, I like yeah I like their like two second fight where they're like oh wait well, who are you who are you blah blah blah. Uh, and then they get the part with Baby Yoda and then of course the video game plot where he has to help her so she'll help him. Um, and that yeah that was stupid part with. Uh, them taking over like the city, and then it was so stupid seeing a staff fight lightsabers. That is just so bad. It was so stupid, and that that fight was terrible too. Yeah, the like, fight, like it was meant to mimic like old samurai films, but it looked. I terrible. told Dylan, I was like, she's gonna disarm her her one of her lightsabers just to show how bad, like how how much of a threat she is. And guess what happened? She yeah. But we got a lot of reveals this episode because Ahsoka like reads Grogu's mind and she finds out that his name is Grogu. Oh yeah, Grogu. But it's a good name. You know you know how many people like worked for like months to figure out like a name that everyone loved because everyone always calls him Baby Yoda. So well, they had see, to no, have did you, like... did you no did you hear what John Favreau said? What? He said he wrote that name back before season one. He and did he's known it for a long time. Yeah he said he wrote it a long time ago. He said he's wow. known that name for a while. So I thought there was yeah. a whole group of people trying to figure that he said out. It's a good name. Yeah, he's... He said it, he said it would come off guard how much people love ba- you know, the, he said they on set that they call him baby Yoda because of everybody yeah like that's that's what it is but yeah they gave him the name grogu grogu grew fit turned out he was grogu actually trained uh and during the Jedi order because remember he is like 50 years old so I don't that know what makes I, how sense. I feel about that to be honest what do you mean that he was trained back in the you know the old Republic or right at the fall of the Jedi and he made it out it just I don't like how many I don't like how many Jedi survived, it seems, the, the Purge. I don't like that, like, a lot of, of big ones survived, like Ezra and Ahsoka, but Baby Yoda I don't mind because he's, like, a dude that doesn't even, like, really know how to use his powers or anything and kind of ain't out there doing stuff, so it makes sense. Well, we but Ahsoka out here... all the younglings. But Ahsoka... No, those... You think all the younglings, all of... Every single one of them were just sitting in that room on Coruscant. Yes, they no. were all like, let's, let's just chill together, boys. No, of course they weren't all sitting there on Coruscant. <laughs> So, it makes sense to me for him to leave. It doesn't make sense for, like, if Ezra and Ahsoka are active the entire time during the Empire, they would have been found and killed. 
Like it doesn't make oh, sense. Like bro, like Ahsoka's out here freaking like Batmaning it up, being a crime fighter, helping people, freeing people, and all this stuff. And just yeah, the Empire's just like whatever, you know. Even though she was Darth Vader, so Anakin's old apprentice. Oh, whatever, that's fine, that, you know. That, that's never mentioned the original trilogy. We'll just leave her alone. Like that doesn't make sense. But to me, like Baby Yoda, who's legit just chilling, not doing anything, doesn't even really know much. Like that makes sense to me for him to survive. But for someone like Ahsoka or Ezra, who are like actively doing stuff, that I agree with. I think it's dumb that they survived uh but anyways yeah we got that reveal and then we also get the reveal that grand well, what do you, you think of her what do you think of her saying no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna help him out oh that's a dick move but ahsoka's a dick so it's kind of what i expected um because she's like he's too attached to you i can't train can, him can't you wait can't you wait to watch admiral thrawn get asked by ahsoka i know i can't wait yeah that was a big reveal because thrawn was from the little bit i watched of rebels thrawn was handled terribly because literally every episode the rebels would just kick the empire's ass and they would get away and thrawn would be like oh it was my plan for us to lose at every yeah. single turn so, and uh them to get away that's part of my plan <laughs> what's crazy is i i just started reading the um or i guess listening to audiobooks the uh the heir of the empire where thrawn's first introduced and he is like so um what do you call it he's so smart and stuff and then watching him in rebels it's like oh my gosh what did they do to this poor character what did they do but that sets up the ahsoka show that's been announced after all this um it looks like her she's gonna be chasing after thrawn and ezra who i believe ezra's chasing i believe that's how rebels ended like ezra and ahsoka were gonna go chase after thrawn and get him so that's what that show's gonna be about and it's gonna be taking place during the mando timeline so that's that set up but that was a big episode and then we get one of the best episodes of the series as well like this whole uh these whole three episodes leading up to the finale were like really good in my opinion uh but this was the one the return of boba fett so there are still are some nitpicks in this episode. So Mando meets Bo. So Mando takes uh Grogu to this freaking rock that Ahsoka told him about, where it like amplifies like the Force or whatever, and he can reach out to other Jedi and try to like they they'll be like sort of send out a signal to let them know, like shoot a flare and be like, hey, I'm over here. And so he does that, and it's kind of weird because just this energy field appears around him. Mando can't help him, but then Slave One shows up, and Mando's like, oh, crap, what's that? And he goes and he talks to uh, to, he talks to Boba, and Boba's like, you have my armor. And also, it turns out Boba saved the, uh, the chick from that one episode in season one that got killed, that bounty hunter chick, with that really annoying guy. That one dude was so annoying in that episode. Uh, but yes. he saved her, so she's like his right-hand man. Kind of weird that they did that. I have no clue why. Like, that character I thought was okay. I didn't dislike her, but I didn't like her either. She's just whatever. And so it's kind of weird that they just brought her back. I, I don't know why. Like, I didn't think she was a fan favorite or anything, but I'm not yeah, against I, it I, either. It I just kind of felt weird. It. I think they did it to give Boba someone to pal around with for his show. Oh, definitely. But at the time, before we knew he was getting a show, it was like, this is kind of weird, whatever. And so Boba's like, hey, you have my armor. Give it to me. And he's like, if you do, I'll ensure like the safety of the child. Because Mando's like, I'm here protecting this kid. And then the Empire shows up. Hold and then up. The oh, yeah, up. the jetpack. The jetpack. The yeah. jetpack. The stupid jetpack that he just takes off and never puts on. Yeah, so oh. when they're having their standoff, they're like, okay, we both, we won't do anything. You put down your gun. Okay, you put down your jetpack. So he puts down his jetpack. The Empire shows up. Boba's like, okay, I'm gonna go kill all these guys, and Amanda's like, okay, I'm gonna go check on Grogu, make sure he's okay. And instead of just picking up the jetpack, it's like five feet from him. He decides to sprint all the way back up to the hill where Grogu was, and yeah, he, it's like it's so he doesn't dumb. have a jetpack for the whole fight. The whole fight, this idiot doesn't. Oh, that was so annoying. 
But then we get a really cool scene, like a really cool just sequence of Boba taking out all these stormtroopers. First, we get it before he gets in his armor, where he has some like a uh, bigger version of that like staff thing that the Tusken Raiders had. Um, and that, that was actually a really cool seeing him take out stormtroopers. It looks, but I mean, isn't it getting old? Just how? Why is anyone scared of the Empire? These stormtroopers couldn't do anything. Like no one, none of these stormtroopers. It was like this in the original trilogy, though. They never did anything. But they like those are the movies and like the you know the, the cream of the crop heroes like everyone well, no, beats but, them. No, because the thing is, Boba is way more competent than anyone so in a New Hope. Sidekick. No, so Bo- does Dijarin. So does so does everyone. Well, no, no, no. This is what I'm saying. All these people that are watching Mando are like warriors and stuff, and way more competent than anyone in a New Hope. In a New Hope, they thrash them all. Not Han. Not yes, Han. yes, because Han wasn't some warrior. Han was a great pilot, and then kind of an idiot in every other way. No, don't you dare say Yes, he Han. was. That's what Han was. Han? He was a great smuggler. No, no, the one... Yeah, smuggler. That doesn't help you take out stormtroopers. So, Han was a quick draw and a fantastic pilot and a great liar, but he wasn't some, like, warrior that would just, like, take out trained soldiers, but he was still destroying stormtroopers because stormtroopers sucked. Like, and then Luke also, who, like had no training or any of that was taken out stormtroopers as well. So you can't, like, have this double standard of, like, it's cool when they did the originals, but when they do it in Mando, it's not good. It doesn't make any sense. So there, especially because these people in Mandalorian are way more competent. But I do agree that it would be cool to see them be, see the stormtroopers do something or give us some death troopers or something. Uh, They didn't give us death troopers. No, they didn't. Dark troopers, excuse me. Yeah, those aren't death troopers. It would have been cool to see, like, some death troopers or something. But anyways, we still get a cool scene of Boba taking out so many stormtroopers, and then he gets his armor. And I do like at the end it when just, he. Oh, sh- uh, okay. One more thing. It just irritates me when I see stormtroopers getting taken out by sticks and stuff. Like they have blasters. Like take them out. Oh, you mean them. like in Return of the Jedi, your favorite Star Wars movie, where teddy bears with yes, sticks take them out? Yes, that's yeah, stupid. Ian, huh? That's stupid. Huh? That's huh? stupid. Yeah, yeah. I don't Oof. love Return of the Jedi because of that. I love Return of the Jedi because of the but space battle. You don't, scene. you don't, you don't bring up. That's your favorite Star Wars movie. You don't bring that up. Yes. Well, Mandalorian, because you're like, hold up, let me talk better. about how sticks. Boba with an actual weapon. Taking out stormtroopers don't like that, but teddy bears with sticks, that's fine. I'm just saying, you have a double standard when it comes to the Disney stuff. But then I we just get. I said it was stupid, whatever. I, I like at the end when Boba uh, takes out the ship. He takes them both out with his missile, and he's like, I was aiming for the yeah. other one. It's kind of like. That's cool. I, I, the thing I like about that was because we saw, as deadly as Boba Fett was, he was kind of like a klutz in Return of the Jedi. And so yeah. I like there's a little bit of throwback to that with him, like, whiffing his shot with the missile. Because it's like the one time we saw him use his jetpack, he flew into the side of the sail barge. Well, to be fair, he had activated his jetpack at that point. Yeah, right? like, but still. Yeah, but still, you know. So I like there's a little bit of throwback of him being a klutz. And uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff of Robert Rodriguez talking about how much he loves Robert Boba. Rodriguez is not my favorite director ever because <laughs> how much he actually cares about Boba Fett. Like, him, he loves Boba Fett. If you guys haven't watched, if you guys still have Disney+, Plus, um, because I know a lot of people, us included, canceled it right after. I haven't canceled it yet. I haven't canceled it yet. Oh, you it. haven't? I need to. I need uh, to. I haven't canceled uh, it yet. But most people like will cancel it right after Mandalor- Mandalorian and then re-get uh, it once Mandalorian comes back. But It's been, still what, have... two years they've had this program, and the only, like, original show people care about is Mandalorian. Yeah. How have they had this been planning and done? They haven't been able to get new shows. It's, like, beyond me. This multi-billion dollar company can't do that. But, but they ahead. have Sorry. the uh, they have the bonus uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, and Which you get Robert cool. Rodriguez talking about how much he loves Boba Fett and how he shot the concept for the Boba Fett fight scene oh, so with cool. his sons and some action figures in his backyard. It's and so it's good. hilarious. Like, it's so great. Good. And he's talking about how much he loves and he talks about how he's, like, if Mando's the gun 
gunslinger and the boba's the like uh, a savage or whatever and i thought yeah yeah, which i thought that i kind of like that evolution of boba because in empire and return of the jedi he was like boba was more of like the assassin like gunslinger but after what he went through in the sarlacc pit it makes sense for him to just be brute force just be like i'm just smashing things now i kind of like that and um he looked like his look is kind of cool but at the same time Tamara Morrison needs to lose some weight because that yes. Yes, that gut. There's one specific shot where his gut is just sticking out. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's this like, is not Boba cool. It's like he did a great job. That like he did most like yeah. the action himself, and he did a fantastic job. Like yeah. Tamara Morrison's got it. Dude's they're a like, badass. Like, they talk about how like in the behind the scenes, like he included some of like his heritage from like is he New Zealand? I think Maori or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's a Kiwi. Um, and it was pretty cool. Like it was, like it was best. My only problem with that was like there's just pines with these stormtroopers. I mean, they're just, they're just can fodder. They're just so incompetent. It's just and like how was anyone ever? There were a couple of C- of moments of Wonder Woman 1984 CGI for stormtroopers where I was like, yes. Ooh, yeah, that that's was weird. Be- there's just one scene where the ship lands and the stormtroopers come out and it's CGI. And it's like, why is that CGI? Yeah, and then there were a couple more moments in the Boa fight where that they have that too, where they do like the, the stormtrooper CGI. And it's like that does not look good, but it was sparing and it was like for a split second. Yeah, so but I don't understand why. Like they they had real actors doing stormtrooper roles. It made it didn't make any sense to me. You know, I don't know. it must have been stuff that they were missing, like when they were in the editing room. Yeah. They're like, crap, we don't have this. Just CGI it in. And they could but yeah, it was th- cool. they talked about how this was one of the only scenes they shot on location. Yeah, that's true. And for all the crap I give it, watching Boa Fett kick Stormtrooper's ass was satisfying. Does it nothing like, in uh in Robert Rodriguez's behind the scenes? He said, I want to treat this like this was the last time we're ever gonna see Boa Fett. He's like, I didn't want to take yeah. this for granted and be like, Oh, we're gonna get a series or something. He's like, I want if this was the last thing, time you're gonna see Boa Fett, I want to make it satisfying and do everything I wanted to see when I was a kid. It was so badass and like you just you can you can feel like how much the director after watching that care because you know like it you can you understand it. It was stupid though how they just left baby Grogu up there and then the, the dark two just come and take him. Or and how first time or how really Mando get... just runs head first into the floor field like five times yeah that was really <laughs> it's like try go, a new kid. strategy it's idiot. time to go kid let's go kid I know. I was like, really what are you doing? And then the freaking bionicles from the sky come down and take him, and it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. why do they look so like bionicles? This is like, this is like the first time we really got a uh, good look at the bionicles, right? This, like, yeah, like yeah, legit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did not look good. No, and they you guys like... feel it. me and Dylan were complaining about them the whole time because, like, what's the point of this? Like, why are why are they here? And we find out later why they why we actually had them, right? But they they look terrible. Yeah. Uh, and it looks so stupid that like they left the prize possession alone the whole time, and then these dark troopers just come down, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything. We're just gonna take the kid and leave. Just jet down. Like you couldn't have sent anybody else to, you could have sent anybody else to pick that up, you know? Yeah. But yeah. And so, any any anything else you want to say about episode? Great episode. Probably my favorite episode to date. Like during this, you know, not not overall, but in the sequence. Because I like it better than the Ahsoka episode because obviously I like Boba Fett more than Ahsoka. So about and... favorite of any season or just of season two? No, so far in the season, like if we're going chronologically okay, okay. through four episodes, this was my favorite so far. Through four episodes? This is the second to last episode, yeah. Wait, no no way. Yeah, it is. That's only five. I mean, okay, third, third to last, third to last. Yeah, I mean. okay. Yeah, yeah, so episode five. This is my episode five then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyways. All okay. right, so the next one is the, uh, is the Bill Burr episode, and this actually might have been my favorite episode of the season. This one's really good. I really liked it. Like the more I think about, it, the more I like it too. Um, they go and they grab Boba. I'm uh, Boba. They grab uh, 
Bill Burr. Well, first off, at the end of the last episode, Boba agrees to help Mando get the baby back because he had he's a man of his word, and he said that you know if I get my armor, then I'm go then I'll make sure that the baby's safe. And so he gets his armor, but man, but Grogu's not Grogu's not safe. Taken. Yeah. So he's like, okay, he's like, he's not safe, so I will help you. So he goes and helps, and they also pile around in Slave One because Ian's the fit. I think this was the the Ian's favorite part of any episode this season was Mando's ship gets blown up in the yes. previous okay. episode. Tell me, I don't know what you guys are listening to this on, but whenever Dylan has this next stream, and if you listen to Nerd Talk, come in and tell me how stupid Mandalorian Mando's ship did. did tell me it didn't look stupid. That ship is the stupidest looking ship ever. It looks like the uh, like the Republic transports that the clones like, were in. Like Slave One is an awesome ship. The Millennium Falcon looks dope. There's so many dope. There's so many dope looking concepts, and then you have this big dumb bulk freighter that that has like Mickey Mouse ears for engines, and it looks terrible. Yeah, it uh, you I can't tell me it looked good. It didn't look cool. Like I was fine with it. To me, it like fits the Star Wars universe. But if you want like a badass like bounty hunter it ship, cool. it was it not, not cool. that. It looked like a lamer version of like the clone transports from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it just it looked like it was a freighter. Like it looked yeah. like it just freighted cargo. It did not look like a badass bounty hunter ship. But anyways, next not, like, episode. They grab Bill Burr because I guess he's like a he's got connections to like the Empire and he knows where they can find like this thing that will help them find the ship that uh, uh, Moff Gideon's on. So they go and uh, they they grab him from his prison because remember he got arrested last time by the Republic. So they grab him because Cara Dune is now like part of the Republic and she's able to grab him and they take him and. Um, Quick, quick, quick snapshot. The behind the scenes of this episode was so cool. Like, they yeah. were showing them how uh, how they did this and stuff. That was so uh, cool. They, they showed, like, the inner workings of Slave 1 because they're like, that's something that we always want to see. Like, we see the cockpit of how, like, Slave 1 rotates and stuff. They're like, but how about the other people that are in Slave 1? How Not does that, that I'm talking about. I'm talking about, remember how they showed, like, how they, when they find Bill Burr, like, that, like, shipyard full of, like, wrecked TIE fighters? And they just show like the the artists that made it and how like they did behind it. It's just so cool. Like you should, if you haven't seen it, guys, go watch it. Yeah, the behind the scenes is great. Um, but anyways, uh, we they grab Bill Burr. They go to this planet where this Imperial base is, and we get one of the only times where Mando's like actually in trouble because he's not wearing Beskar, and it was cool, oh, yeah. especially because they're so they're taking this like explosive. <laughs> they took away my. They took away my cheat code. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 have this uh like uh these explosive material or whatever that the um empires like take like taking the natural resources of this planet and uh they're taking it to their base to use it and so mando and bill burr are uh they go undercover and they they hijack one of the uh shipments and they take it to the imperial base but while they're there the natives of the planet try to take it over because of course they don't like the empire so they're going after them and mando is wearing imperial stuff instead of beskar because he's undercover and so there's a moment to where like he tries to block something and he just eats it straight up and it just hurts him it's like I like that. I like seeing him actually like in trouble for once instead of oh, let me take five thousand shots because I wear Beskar. What the hell is the point of wearing stormtrooper armor if it protects against literally nothing? Does it protect against sticks? Does it protect against laser bolts? Does, Does it, it protect against, against slingshots? Yeah, it protects. What's the point of wearing it? Does it protect against anything? Cause it looks cool. It does. <laughs> that's it. It does look cool. It looks cool and imposing. That's that's literally the only reason. It doesn't. It doesn't help at all. Like it's pointless. But yeah, so they, the, I like that whole like action sequence of him fighting the dudes on there. I thought that was cool. And um, then they go to the base and then while they're there, uh, Bill Burr, who again, was an ex-Imperial, he runs into like some dude that's like a big shot 
and the Empire, and I guess he used to be his commanding officer, and he buys him. Dr- well, first we get uh, Din Djarin taking his mask off, which was a big deal. But the thing that did, Baby Yoda. the thing that makes sense about that all is like, so to access the information you need to find out to where the ship is that Moff Gideon has, you have to like scan your face. But you think it had to be some face that's registered with the Empire? No, yeah, it's just, it just any it face. Any face. Any face. It's like, like what? That what's was the really point? stupid. That doesn't make any, any, any sense. Face. Yeah, like yeah, that any- part. That's the weirdest security measure. What? Yeah, that was literally just so you could see how much he cared about Baby Yoda, the fact that he took off his mask. But yeah, the logistics, I don't know how no one read that and was like, dude, why is he taking off his mask? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like, why like, is this a security measure? What? Yeah, like, what's going on here? Like, it wh- what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So he does that, yeah. and then they go. Well, you gotta remember, behold, first, and, and like, uh, Bill Burr talks to Amanda, like, while they're in the transport ship, and talks about how. He doesn't like the Empire, the New Republic. It's all the same. No one cares about like the common man. Doesn't matter who's you know you know whose banners up there. It's all the same. So he like he he's showing that he doesn't care about uh this stuff. Um, so that that comes into play later. Yeah. So anyways, he goes and uh, the Imperial officer comes up to both of them. There's like a funny scene to where. Bill Burr kind of covers up for Mando and be like, oh, he we call him, like, some, I can't remember what his name is. Something because it's hard of hearing. Yeah, because he's like, he can't really hear he's so deaf. well. He, yeah, he covers for him. Um, and the guy's like, let me buy you some drinks because you guys successfully brought in that shipment on, like, everyone else who exploded. So they, yeah. they have, like, some drinks with them, and uh, they talk, the dude talks about how great the Empire is, and then Bill Burr, it's a really good scene, and Bill Burr talks about... Yeah, Bill about, Burr does a really good job. Yeah, like, does a great job, like, acting-wise, and, and the dialogue is And this is what I probably have with Star Wars, it's like, you see, it's a good moment, it's a great moment, you see Bill Burr, like, he hates the Empire, because what they did, he talks about how they massacred this whole planet and stuff, but then again, it's another no, no, guy No, he talks like about great... how, because he, he was in the Empire, and he lost buddies yeah. that were there, and that, because he's talking about how this place was a great win for the Empire, he's like, what about all my friends who died? that served the Empire. No one cared about them. They didn't get anything. It was a really yeah. good moment. But anyways, go ahead with what you're saying. But then they, then they shoot their way out of an Imperial base, just two of them. Yeah. <sighs> and it's just like, that's that easy? So they get out of the Imperial base and Slave 1 picks them up. And, and we get where, the bomb! Yeah! yeah. Dylan, as soon as he saw Slave 1 pick them up, Dylan's like, give me the, what's it, what'd you call I said it, the, the orgasm, orgasm bomb? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's got the orgasmic noise that go where it like sucks in all the freaking noise and then it's oh it's so cool and they did it and I was and like, I, yes that's my favorite moment of uh, fan service. The, the other night I literally watched that scene where Obi Wan chases him. Yeah, and that that was like because there's a lot of fan service in Mandalorian. That was the best moment of fan service. Was just the well, that was non-controversial. No one was gonna complain about that. Yeah, being Paul in the was pink. like, yes. But yeah, Aww. I really liked this episode overall. It was good. Um, and then we move on to the finale. Wait, was that the? Well, yeah, that was the second last episode. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I feel like remember, we're missing an remember they let him go. Like They're like, oh no, Bill Burr died as a joke. Oh yeah, so that was, that like, was, that was pretty lame. So they don't send him back to the re- rebellion imp- the re- uh, the jail. Make, or him, make him do his uh, make him do his service. So yeah. So then they go. Uh, Cara Dune, the Mandalorian, Bob Fett, Bob Fett's sidekick, the other Mandalorians from earlier, Bo Katan and her crew. Oh yeah. But, okay, well, now, first, that okay, part yeah, was stupid. yeah, yeah. For, so, so first, Mandalorian and uh, Bob Fett go and they uh they talk to bo katan her crew and they're like blah 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 and then both we're, we're going after grandma gideon because you want the dark saber and he has it yeah and he has the kid 
They're like, he has yeah. the kids, so, so we need to go get them. So help me, help you, help me. Yeah, basically. And I like the dialogue. Bofet's dialogue there is great. Like, he's really snappy yes. and, like, quick-witted. He's done crap to this WWE chick. And he doesn't take crap. Oh, by the way, the WWE chick is a terrible actress. Don't give her any lines in the next season, please. She is awful. Like, her acting is just bad. Like, just don't. Anyways, um, they I like Boba's dialogue there. But then, like, he gets in a fight with the chick, and they have a stalemate, and it's like, come on, yeah. Boba Fett. Tactic, and then they throw fire at each other, and the fire cancels each other, it cancels it out. Boba Fett should be better than these Mandalorians. I'm sorry. Yes, Boba, Boba Fett should, Fett be should have been way better than them. Yeah, like, Boba Fett so should be a stupid. step above. Instead, it's like, it's a stalemate, and it's like, that's whatever. But, again, the dialogue there was cool. Um, and then they go, and they capture this Imperial shuttle that's just flying around to fly around, not attached to a Star Destroyer or anything. I don't know why Imperial shuttle is just flying around fly around, but it is. I get bored sometimes. And they capture, like, the evil German scientist. I mean, the evil scientist. That's the guy from Season 1. Yeah. Could they make him any more German? <laughs> I mean, he didn't have a German accent. I know, but you could tell that's exactly what they were going for. Um... And then what happens next? Is I mean, they, they literally off? had a, like a German guy last season, so I feel like if they wanted to go for it, they would have they? done it. Yeah, I would like to see the baby. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Gee, how do you not remember? I forgot. <laughs> it's like the, one of the best parts of season one. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I go keep going. What uh, say? So they they pick up the. So then they fly, and they, they arouse this this suspicion of arouse. Oh, so what makes no sense at the end of episode seven. Din Djarin sends sends a taken message to Grant uh, Gideon, and he's like, "I I don't oh, know yeah, who yeah. you are, but I will find you, and I will get the baby back." Right? Yeah, so he, he tells him he's coming to get him, Neeson. and then all of a sudden, this shuttle comes out of nowhere, and it's like, "I need help! Help us! Help us!" While meanwhile, somehow Boba, on purpose, but to the Empire, is missing every single shot. And so Gideon kind of knows what's up, but instead of blasting out of the sky, he just kind of sits there and doesn't do anything. And so then they fly into the light cruiser he's on, and then the worst part of the movie happens. Or the, movie, the, the TV show happens. Uh, I agree and with you here. I agree with you here. They, so there's like... Or girl power goes and just takes over a light cruiser with no problem. No problem at all. The thing that was really done about this was... One, like, it's just four of them, and they're just rolling through the ship. But two, like you said, Mando gave, like, this Liam Neeson-like speech, like, the episode before to, to uh, Moff Gideon. Like, I'm going to find you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get my baby back. Screw you. I'm coming. Like, I am coming, and death is coming with me. And you think, oh, crap, I'm, I'm going to be ready for this. Yeah. But they're, like, they're not ready at all. And they, they just get dark troopers ready. They have them all like, in like hibernation. Someone should have died. Just one person. Give me one. Give me one of the Mandalorians with freaking yeah. Bo-Katan. That no one cares about. Just kill them off. But no, no one even gets like hurt. There's even like jokes in there where freaking uh, well, Cara Dune's blaster jams, her, her and so she starts hitting she people. She starts just swinging at the stormtrooper. That's why I say they don't even like fire at her. They just stand there, and let her hit her. Let them hit her. Yeah, let she uses her, her like a like a baseball bat. She just uses her blaster. Yeah, and it's like bat. what. And like, it's very, be... the action also in these scenes is very much like uh, Suicide Squad-esque. You know how in Suicide Squad when they're fighting those like zombies or whatever, like it's not cool or anything. It's just like meh, it's like bland. That's how the action feels here. Yes. Like it's because just. Because there's no resistance. There's nothing like going on. It's, it's just, just like, oh. But I mean, there, there wasn't you, much resistance to Boba, but the way Robert Rodriguez like... fi- uh, shot and like how it was choreographed, like yeah. the, that action felt cool even though there was no resistance. But, there, but the way this was, was done, no there was point... no substance. There was no part of this fight that you thought that any of these characters might get hurt. Like, it's there like, wasn't one part. Because, again, 
the imp we all know that stormtroopers suck and they're terrible but here like they're going into the those heart of it those, moff those gideon should have known like because he was told like give us like something like just one just person let, I, getting I, I, hurt gideon doesn't even order them to, to fire on the imperial shuttle and he know like there's no way you don't know that that's coming right yeah, but anyways, they split up and search for clues. So, uh... oh no! So, so while that happens, homeboy Dinjarin goes, and he just happens to walk past the dark troopers, or what do they call? They call dark troopers, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he ha he walks past the dark troopers while they're like waking up from their sleep, and he shuts the door, but one gets in, right? So he has to fight them with his his dope B Beskar staff, which I absolutely hate. So he fights them, and it takes him a, a hard lot. And the, the one of those stupid things is like, instead of shoot, like he shoots him a little bit, I think I don't remember. Yeah, he shoots and then him he and just punches off. his head into a wall. But you can't hurt Beskar because it's the hardest metal ever created. Um, and so he's just punching his face into a wall like the whole time. And then like, I don't remember how he gets away. He, I think he shoots his wrist rockets at him, right? And then he keeps like shams. He shoves the, what the is Beskar it? staff like into yeah, his through head. his throat. And then he goes around, and the, like the other stupid dark troopers are trying to get through the door, but like yeah, they're punching, punching it. it, which looks so stupid. Um, like they, there's these modern machines that could probably like have stuff to cut through a door, but they punch a door instead. And he catapults them out, and it's like, oh, that was lame. No, he that just opens really like the thing so they get suction into space. Yeah. So they get thrown in space, and then uh, he goes and he has chat with Moff Gideon. Also, the guy who plays Moff Gideon, I don't remember his name. He's a dude from like uh, Breaking Bad Some and stuff. And he's gonna be in Far Cry Six, um, but he does a great job. Like he really does a great job yes. with that role. I every time he's on screen, he's great. You can tell like he really likes playing this character. Probably yeah, Moff Gideon doesn't ever do watch, anything. Every, every series I've seen him in, he's a bad guy. Like every time. But well, yeah. But he's uh he's freaking great as Moff Gideon. So he has a conversation with Mando, and I like their conversation. He's like, listen. Give me the kid, and you can keep the dark saber, and we'll just go our separate ways. Cause I'm not here to fight against you. I don't care. I just want the kid. And Mafiaian's like, I got the kid's blood, so I don't need him anymore. That's all I was yeah. after. You can have him. So he takes the kid, and then of course, surprise, surprise, Moff Gideon portrays him. It's like ah, we knew that Are was gonna happen. Like we all knew that was gonna happen. I was hoping that he was actually gonna stick to his word and just like let him go. Are that would have been more interesting. He betrayed him. He that would have him. I know. That would have been way more interesting. <sighs> But they have, like, a 30-second fight. It's cool and it's in, kind of intense, like, the way it's shot. Um, but, you know, Darksaber can't th go through Beskar because nothing can because there's no kryptonite for it, which is dumb. And he beats him in the fight. It's it's a cool fight, though. It makes sense that Moff Gideon loses because he's going against his war He's going against Mandalorian Warrior, so it makes sense. Uh, and then they go to the bridge, and he's like, Hey, guys, I got the Darksaber. And I yeah. also got Baby Yoda. And then Bo-Katan's like, Oh, no! You won the Darksaber in combat against Moff Gideon. Therefore, I cannot take it from you. I have to win it in combat. Except Moff Gideon is the one that uh, explains that while she just looks at him like so sad yeah. and upset. Problem is, in Rebels, she took the Darksaber from Sabine without winning it against her in combat. Shh, don't say that. I guess it's because they're like they're they're girlfriends, so it's cool. Or it's like, because hey, girlfriend. Like, people probably didn't watch that series, so they're not gonna care about this. So it they're not gonna know. That's kind of a plot hole. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like a big plot hole. So yeah. yeah. Um, but that sets up like oh, tension and Moff Gideon's like reveling and he's like, ooh, you gotta win and the Dark Saber like, like, At this point, I was like, this is so stupid. They got rid of the Dark Troopers just to be like, oh well, there they go. Like they like they brought them up this whole time. They just they just ejected them. From like yeah. you know, for no reason. But, but they're having this conversation about that, and uh, 
freaking Dinjar and just like, hey, just take the Darksaber. Like, I don't want it, whatever. And she's like, no, I can't. I have to win it in combat because I have to get it back to Mandalorian way and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And yep. then they see on, like, the freaking, what's it called? On, like, the monitor that the Death Troopers flew back. Because, you know, we saw them fly when they went and grabbed Baby Yoda, so we knew they yeah. could fly. Um, you even called this earlier in the episode when he, he sent them to the space. You're like, they could just fly. And they're like, yeah, so fly I, back. I literally said that. I was yeah. like, they could literally just fly. Like, yeah, you called that. And so then they flew back in. It's like, uh-oh, they're coming. So they shut the doors. Them. They shut the blast doors into the area. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, oh, no, and what's going to happen? And then some music starts playing, some mystical music. The, hold on, hold up, hold up first. Okay. They get to the door and they start punching it. <laughs> well, not all of them. They're like, like spread out. It's like, why are they punching? It can't. It, it just looks stupid. Why don't they have like stuff to cut open the door? It's a thick door, easier to punch. Anyways, the <sighs> mystical music starts playing. We see an X-wing. Me and Ian are like, ah, oh, they're honey dicking us. This is Ezra. They want us to think it's Luke. It's freaking Ezra. Yep. And then I see the black glove. I'm like, wait, it's Luke. And Ian's still like, no, no, it's not. And then <laughs> it's we Ezra. see, and then we I was see like, the hilt. I'm like, the... they're doing this on purpose. They brought a green lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Ahead, and then sorry. we see the hilt of the lightsaber. We're like, it's Luke! It's Luke! <laughs> and Luke starts taking him out. It's cool. It's reminiscent of Rogue One, uh, Darth Vader scene in the hallway. It's really cool looking. The music, besides the techno part, there's a techno part which does not fit at all. But other than that, I really like the track. Like, that plays yeah. during it. It's really mystical and stuff. Um, and it's it's cool seeing him take out. And this is what we were, Ian was talking about earlier. We were like, why did they have these dumb robots? But it's like, oh, it's because you can't have Luke come back and just slicing people's arms and heads off. Yeah. But you can have him slice up robots. So it's like, okay, yeah. that's Same why. Way. So this kind of uh, gave him some forgiveness for bringing these dumb yeah. robots it into made, it. It made sense at that point. Because yeah. they, they, they knew from the whole time they were bringing Luke back. And they didn't want to, you know, show Luke slicing a bunch of humans up. Yeah, so, so it's I like... Kinda, I understood that at that, for that point. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, it's a really cool scene. And Luke, they open the door for Luke. Luke comes in. And we and see... The, the Force theme starts playing. I about cry. <laughs> Wait, so when you hear the Force, like, are you a Jedi? He's like, oh. no. <laughs> uh, the, thing, the best part about this, though, is when Dave Filoni and John Favreau just crap all over the, new, the, the sequel trilogy. And he's like... Yes, he. I'm a Jedi, but and he's like, yes, he, uh, he he'll be he'll get me safe. But talent without training is nothing. Just just so, freaking throwing darts at Ray. Yeah, and, then, and Ahsoka him. said something very similar in the Ahsoka what, episode. What did she say? She said something like, "Power without training is nothing." Something similar. I don't remember. Yeah. We're paraphrasing big time, but it's something around there. They both say something about like raw force power is nothing without like training for how to use yeah, it and, then, and, and it's then just luke throwing says, yeah shots at and then me and dylan were just laughing because luke says i'll give my life for the child and me and dylan just both start laughing we're like yeah okay sure yeah. he will until grogu has some bad dreams yeah <laughs> it's luke over for you grogu goodbye grogu <laughs> grogu just has one bad dream and then it just, luke just shows up it's like this is the end for you my grogu <laughs> Should have thought about that, bro. <laughs> you committed wrong, think. <laughs> Murders for Grogu. But anyways, yeah, and we, we get to see deep fake Luke. It looks awful, honestly. The deep fake Luke looks yeah, terrible. Yeah, it does not look good. But at the same time, like I'm kind of, I'm still happy that they did it because they actually get. We found out later they actually got Mark Hamill back for this. Mark Hamill voiced him and also was the stand-in for Luke. Obviously not doing the stunt stuff, but he was the stand-in for Luke. So I'm like, that's that's awesome. I'm glad they got him back. And he talked about on Twitter how happy he was to do it and like how it was a great send-off. And so I'm I'm so happy that they gave Mark Hamill a great send-off to Luke, unlike the abysmal like thing that we 
that wasn't Luke that we got in the sequel trilogy. So it was cool that they gave a great send off to Mark Hamill's yeah, Luke. Yeah, what's crazy about this is this, this is kind of like exactly how the ending of Row One taints the episode. Like you just remember Luke being a bass kicking ass, and you just like, oh, that was so cool and so awesome, and you kind of forget um, how like how mediocre or not very good the, the what came before it happened, right? Like, because you're so cool seeing Luke, and you're so overwhelmed. You're like, it's Luke Skywalker. Like, that's Luke. You don't, like, remember, you know, you don't think about, uh, you know, them taking the, the light cruiser over like it's nothing or anything else. But, yeah, they have a conversation, um, and he's like, uh, and and then Din Djarin's like, he doesn't want to go with you. And, he, and Luke looks at him and goes, no, he wants your permission to go. And so... Uh, Mando holds him, he takes his helmet off, and they have a, like, a heart-to-heart moment, it's really sweet, like, he's got tears in his eyes, and, like, shows, like, the bond that these two have had over the two seasons, it's, like, it's really sweet, like, when you think about how it started off when they first met, to now, like, it's, it's really sweet, it's a well-done moment, and I really liked it, it's, like, it made me, it made me feel more emotion than anything in the sequel trilogy, like, and these are two new characters, yeah. so the sequel trilogy had freaking Han, Luke, Leia, and I didn't feel nothing, but this with two new characters, that wasn't I felt more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But anyways, then he lets him go. And then after that, we had seen earlier, Moff Gideon had been all sneaky and he grabbed a oh, blaster. Oh, and he was waiting. So, he's going to kill someone. So, so he grabs the blaster. And he's waiting. He goes and he shoots up one of the Mandalorians. So the Mandalorians have their armor. And they have parts where they don't have armor. Instead of but aiming. because no, Hold up. No one knew he had a blaster. So he could have aimed up the shot where there's not armor and shot them there. But instead, he shoots them only where they have armor. So he doesn't kill them. So they're fine. And then he takes a blaster. He's like, I'm going to commit Spoku. And so he freaking puts the uh, the blaster into his uh, chin and forgets how to pull a trigger. And gets the blaster knocked out and gets incapacitated. It's so dumb. Go ahead. That part didn't make any sense because, um, yeah, like, well, for one, we don't know if what that, 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 uh, WE chick, what she had, if that's actually Beskar or not, right? We don't know if that's actually Beskar armor, what she has. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say, so she gets, she shot. gets shot straight in the chest. She's fine. But then it, instead of aiming at baby Yoda first, he aims at that girl for no reason. He oh yeah. And then he baby aims Yoda at right baby Yoda there. afterwards. Yeah. 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 He could have killed her right, like killed baby Yoda immediately. And he did it. It made no sense. Yeah, I forgot like, about not. that. He decided not because he, he, sh- he shoots her up and then he aims at Baby Yoda yeah. and then uh, Din Djarin jumps in front of Baby Yoda and then that's when he goes to kill himself and fails at that. Uh, but man, that's the thing. Like like I said, the guy that plays Moff Gideon does a great job and I really like Moff Gideon when he's talking, but the problem is he doesn't do anything but lose. Like he literally doesn't do yeah. anything. He's like, there's like nothing. He's like Thrawn from the, what do you call it? From Rebels, yeah. Like, he's never yeah. successful in anything he does. Like, he captured Baby Yoda, and that was it. And it was his freaking uh, Bionicles that did that. And it was just, that was dumb. But that's basically the, oh, no, no, we got the after credit scene. We got the after credit scene. And uh, there we get to see Bib Fortuna get murdered by Boba. Boba and his uh, sidekick go in there. And he just, Boba murders a very fat Bib Fortuna. It's the guy that played Bib Fortuna in Phantom Menace. We saw that in the behind the scenes. And it was cool. And he's like, I yeah, can't believe was, I'm playing this character 20 so years later. He was so happy to play him. It was yeah. funny. He was so happy. And I didn't that know a- that guy like works in like production of Mandalorian. Like he's been on there since season uh, one. They were like, <laughs> the guy that played Bib Fortuna in Phantom Menace was still with Lucasfilm, like working on Mandalorian production. And they got to play Bib Fortuna again. That was really cool. But yeah, that- it was. That sets up the big Book of Boba Fett, which at the time we we're like, is Book of Boba Fett just like 
the name of the story arc for season three or is this a new show and then it was announced later that it is a brand new show that's supposedly coming out december 2021 but who knows at this point with everything getting delayed all the time but that's yeah, the end I, I of highly, that i highly doubt it'll come out yeah so yeah we'll see we but, shall see this and this basically set up though where season three will be um Din Djarin and the other Mandalorians sort of going to Mandalore and trying to take it back for the Empire and also the drama of how do I get the Darksaber back? I gotta win in combat and all this other dumb stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Mandalore looks. I'm hoping they do it justice. And also this sets up potentially like seasons later they could do a time skip and you get to where Kylo Ren destroys Luke's Jedi Temple and Mando comes to save Grogu. You could do something like that and that Can could be I really cool. the trilogy? Yeah, I know you don't want it to go to uh to the sequel trilogy timeline, but that could still be cool to see Mando try to help uh help him. That'd be cool. Or you know what they could do? They could what? have Kylo kill Grogu, and they could have Mandalorian use the time travel that they use to save Ahsoka, and he goes back in time and he stops the sequel trilogy from happening by killing. Oh, Kylo that'd be Ren. sick. Let's do it. Let's he do just it. goes back in time. He goes there like the night that uh, Luke's going to murder Kylo. He's like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke just murders Kylo, and then we get the freaking uh, we get, we get the uh, the Ewok uh, party scene all over again. That'd be great, but that'd be amazing. That'd be so good. <laughs> and we oh. don't get the sequel trilogy. Uh, but yeah, that was basically it for Mandalorian. Do you have any any other final thoughts of Mandalorian? What'd you like better, season one or season two? Season two. I think season one had the better finale. I really love the finale of season one. But overall, season two was a much more solid season. Season one had a lot of filler episodes. It did. It it did. I think I think season two was better just for the yeah, the fact that it didn't have so many filler episodes. Yeah. Um, like I really like I really enjoyed the first so let's go through the episodes again, just like what we really liked with it. So Marshall, good episode. Solid start. The Passenger was the second episode, which was the Spider episode. Dumb. Worst episode series. Third episode was the one where we saw the uh, uh, the other Mandalorians. I didn't really care for that episode. It was eh. Fourth episode was the Siege. Kind of forgettable, but good. Had a cool TIE fighter chase at the end. Uh, then uh, the next one was the Jedi, which was Ahsoka's episode, and it was really good. Then we have the Tragedy. Boba's episode, really good. And then the Believer, Bill Burr's episode, really good. And the finale, which was kind of mediocre. And then Luke showed up and, like, the fan service got to me. Uh, yes. So it was, like, true. overall a good episode. So, yeah, much more solid than the first season. Yeah, I think I think the second season was better. I, I completely agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I wonder. It'll be interesting to see the show without Grogu because it leans heavily on Grogu. Yes, it leans heavily on that. Oh, the baby! Let's look at the baby. Yeah, yeah. it leans. It leans heavily into that. And no then ne- next season is going to be all about the uh, Mandalore itself. It seems. I'm hoping we get some actual bounty hunting though. I hope we that's... get to go to Mandalore and see what's going on there. Oh, a hundred percent, we'll get to go to Mandalore because they're going to have to take it back from the Empire. But okay, yeah. I want to see some bounty hunting because that's what the show was initially pitched. Like when we heard about it, it was like, oh, it's sort of like a spaghetti yeah. western in space about a bounty hunter. It's like, oh yeah, it sounds awesome. And then we got to see him like do one bounty, and that was it. And then he got uh, he yeah, got Grogu. Anything else? Yeah. So hopefully get more of that. But any other final thoughts on Mandalorian season two? It's probably the best thing Disney's done with Star Wars. Uh, that a Rogue One. That a Rogue One. Yeah, it's definitely up there. They haven't really. It's not saying much, but it's definitely up there. Hopefully, the uh, the billions of shows they announce can be uh, on par with Mando season two, but we'll see. If they ever actually come out, yeah. yeah. 
But if that's all I have to say about Mandalorian, we'll, we'll do a quick part talking about Wonder Woman 1984. But do you have anything else to say about Mandalorian? Well, I really enjoy it. All right. So on to Wonder Woman 1984, we'll just do a quick thing. We're just going to talk full-on spoilers if you haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984 because we don't – I don't really want to do a full podcast on it. So we're just going to do like a quick little like 10, 15-minute rant. So what did you think – again, Spoil- spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers if you have not seen this the movie. This movie Go. is absolutely awful. Like this movie is <laughs> And we awful. both liked the first Wonder Woman. First Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, this movie is beyond bad. Uh, I don't mess. even like it, it. It starts off like super campy. The whole and, movie's campy. Yeah, but I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's just because it's going with the '80s vibes. So it's kind of throwing back. So it's being cheap. Well, first of all, it opens up with like a a useless ten minute CGI terrible fest of. Of Wonder Woman when she's like ten. The, yeah, the competing, the Amazonian competing. Olympics. Yeah, and she's kicking everybody's ass when she's like ten years old because she's the daughter of Zeus, and yeah, she wins. She's gonna win, but she's she lies slash cheated to win. Um, yeah, so and they Robin tell Wright you stops her. Yeah, they set it up to where she tells her nothing good comes from lies. And it's yeah. like, oh, thanks, movie. I didn't know. Like, that's a popular thing, though, nowadays. Like, in a lot of, like, movies, video games, TV shows. They tell you something that everyone knows. Like, hey, guys, war is bad. Revenge yeah. is bad. Violence is bad. And it's like, so what? I didn't know. Thank you, up. pop culture thing, for CG- letting me know. The CGI in this part, it's like, it's hard to state how bad CGI it is. CGI in the entire movie is terrible. But especially in the beginning. Like, it is bad. Also... Uh, one of the other things they set up here is you have like a five second scene of a Wonder Woman, uh, not a Wonder Woman, of an Amazonian swinging like she's Spider Man, and they set that up because the entire rest of the movie freaking Wonder Woman swinging around for some reason. Hey, <laughs> like they, hate. someone must have played the Spider Man PS4 game. Was like, man, this is awesome. I want to put this in a movie I'm working on. Oh, Wonder Woman, she's got a lasso. She'll swing around now. And they just swing. Cheetah swings later on too. Yeah, that that is. That is I, didn't even, I didn't realize that until you said that. So then, like, this whole, like, it goes straight campy for the rest of the movie, and it just keeps this tone. You're like, oh, there's no way it keeps this tone. Yeah, it does. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is what it felt like for in terms of, like, tone. Like, legit Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but I don't want that tone in a Wonder Woman movie. You're like, is it? It felt like an overreaction to the criticism of Snyder's movies. Felt like, oh, everyone talks about how there's no joy in that, there's no color, there's no, like, uh... There's no joy or anything. No one's smiling. No humor. So we're going to put that all in here. When Wonder Woman's beating up bad guys, she's going to look at a little girl and smile and wink. And every, the dialogue's going to be super campy. And we're yeah. just going to make it so just infectious. Yeah, it, which, it was just it was just, it was was just just campy and bad. And Wonder Woman, like, I don't even know. Like, she doesn't want to be known. But she's, like, going out very in public. Like, these people aren't going to, like, talk about you. Like, you went to a mall. Like, Everyone well, saw you. she took you. out the security cameras, dude. But that doesn't matter. Everyone else saw her. But she winked at the little girl. <laughs> it's it's really bad. And the CGI, like, the thing that puzzled me the most was the CGI. Because the CGI is terrible. Like, there were moments in the first one alone with bad CGI, but overall it wasn't that bad. There were just moments of it to where I was like, that's rough. Like, I remember there was a scene of, like, someone, sh- like, shooting a bow and arrow on a horse, like, getting off a horse, and it was awful in the first one alone. Um... But in this one, like, every single scene where there's an overuse of CGI, it's so noticeable. It's really bad. Like, it's worse than... Man of Steel Count 2013 has better CGI than Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman had an extra, like, six months to clean up their CGI because it got delayed because of COVID. It doesn't make any sense why the CGI is so bad. Yeah, I don't understand. 
there's no reason for it to be that bad. You're like you're watching it. You're like, why is the CGI this bad? Big and, budget like, sequel and it's that bad. Yeah, it, it's it it's really hard to fathom. You're like, what's going on? Why are you? Why is the CGI so bad? And it's just there's no real answer to it. It had it had like an extra six months that you know they put a ton of money into this. Like they put a ton of money into this this you know. Yeah. So, the funniest thing was how it uh it had like an eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes like certified fresh and then the second the review embargo dropped, it, the uh rating dropped to like sixty four percent. Dylan kept telling me how high it was and I was like, Man, that's that's pretty high, you know? And then it just cratered. It, it cratered hard. So it hard. cratered hard. But th- there's tons of potholes in the movie that make no sense. Like just a, just a few. And there's like a lot of just like conveniences. Like when uh, Maxwell Lord goes into the White House to meet with the president, and then the president just happens to be talking about like having a meeting that second about this th- thing, this technology that can reach every single TV in, on the planet at once. And also doesn't make any sense because so Maxwell Lord can wish people. We're just assuming you've seen the movie or you know something about it. I don't want to explain things because this movie's terrible. Um, but in order for Maxwell World Lord to like grant your wish because that's his power because he became the wishing freaking stone, um, <laughs> you have to touch him. And so when he's there with the president, they're like, "Hey, there's these uh, is like what's this thing? He's like, oh, this is like a satellite that can connect to any TV in the world and let you like touch anyone." And it's like a figure of speech. He's like, touch anyone? He's like, oh, it's a figure of speech. And then he goes and he uses he it. And he's able to grant it. everyone's yeah. wishes without touching them. It doesn't make any sense. Also, Wonder Woman, when she tries to stop him while he's using that technology, there's like wind for some reason that's stopping her. And he I has no... like a force field around him. It's like a force I don't field. know why. They never explain why there's a force field. And Barbara, a.k.a. Cheetah, is like the dumbest villain in this movie. Like, the first time she meets Diana, she basically says, hey, I'm a big dumb loser and everyone hates me. Want to go out to lunch? Yes. She and literally like, says that. Like, yeah. It's like verbatim what she yeah. says. That's like the dialogue, and it's like, what? Yeah, Who it, talks it, like this? Yeah, it's like, why are you saying that? And There's every... No... Every guy aside from Steve Trevor is like a complete pig. Like they see oh, a they see a decent looking woman and they're like, "Hey, Mama, come over here!" Oh, Woo! They're like they're like Looney Tunes characters, like with the heart That's... eyes popping out, the tongue rolling out of their mouth, and it's like, "What?" Doesn't matter if they're, like, they're with their wife or their family or something. They're like, Woo. "Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, they are a hundred percent just yeah." They're just pigs, and it's 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 weird. It's like caricatures. Like everyone is. and it it doesn't make any sense. Again, we're all over the place because we just wanted to kind of do a little rant on the movie. Um, was there anything you liked about this movie? <laughs> no, like, there's not. I don't think I'd ever watch this movie again. I, I'm definitely I, not going to watch it. I, the one comment I can get of it is I would prefer to watch it over Suicide Squad. I don't even know if that's fair. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen Suicide Squad forever, so maybe I just, I'm an idiot and I Suicide forgot. Squad's awful. It's but so it's bad. But it's so bad. It's just so bad. Everything about it's terrible. Yeah, everything about this movie is really bad. And then the ending you could sell, tell was a reshoot. It looked like a like a Macy's commercial or something. Like there's yeah, just that was so snow weird. and everything looks really weird like on a sound stage like they're shooting a commercial. It's really weird. That made no sense. That made literally made no sense. It was just it was, so- li- it was just something they threw in because they knew that this movie was coming out on Christmas, and so they're yeah. like, "Oh, we'll throw in a Christmas scene." And that's the this. So Wonder Woman is sleeping with Steve Trevor, who's in another guy's body. All okay. right. Yeah. So hold up. First, I just want to say something about that. So 
the wish how the wishes work is like you just gotta touch the dude and say a wish and you get it so people wish for more nukes they get more nukes someone wishes for a giant wall they get a giant wall but she wishes for her boyfriend back and she doesn't get him back instead his soul takes over some other random guy's body that guy no clue where his soul gets like yeah, don't don't know if he, he just died. like is evaporated or if he like gets damned to like hell or something or like what happened to that guy but Steve Trevor takes over that guy's body even though this thing can create nukes out of nowhere create a giant yeah. wall all this other stuff but it can't just bring Steve Trevor back that doesn't make, yeah, make any no sense. sense uh but his soul inhabits a random guy and Wonder Woman has sex with him so yes that's Wonder Woman weird. and then and then at the end of the movie, she just happens to run into this guy, and this guy's like, oh, oh, it looks, whatever, and she compliments him telling him what she likes what he's wearing, and he doesn't hit on her. He's like, thanks, and just walks away. Maybe like, he's gay, what? dude. What? He might be gay. Did you see what he was wearing? He might be gay. Uh, whatever. That, that I think that's what they were trying to tell you, was he was gay. Wonder Woman that, had sex with a gay man. That poor guy. That annoyed me so much. It annoyed me so much. I was like, one of them would be like that dude would be hit, that dude would be all over her, all over her. He'd be like, oh, you want to go somewhere? Want to go to dinner? But he would be all over her instead. Yeah, she was legit like, hitting on him and like talking yeah, about how much she liked his outfit and stuff. And yeah, she's legit hitting on him. Like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm telling you, right there, I think I think he's gay. I think Wonder Woman had sex with a gay man. That's what I think happened in that movie. Could have happened. Could have yeah. happened. Never know. Then she, then she, then that's technically like rape, right? So I mean. <laughs> there were some people talking about that on like Twitter. It was weird, and there's no point in doing it that way. It yeah, was, it was it was really weird. It was really but also too. like, there's a thing where Wonder Woman tells everyone to like take their wishes back, and at the beginning of a movie, a dude oh, yeah. a dude jokingly wishes for a cup of coffee, and he gets it, and he drinks the coffee. So what would happen to that guy if he like? Undid his wish. He you drank he got, like, the coffee. coffee. You think he got like a coffee stain, and like that was his like what it took from him. Like, like they could, like get rid of his best lab coat. I don't know I don't what know. like I don't know what would happen to that guy. Like when his wish is undone, like what happens? I don't know. Does he throw up? Does he, like he, seep out of his pores? Like what yeah, happens? Like, yeah. He wished for a coffee. There was. Coffee. <laughs> I love Jeff Johns as a comic book writer, but him writing a movie is awful. He did no, Green Lantern. Not good and he did this. He, he's he can't, not good he at movies. He shouldn't he adapt do things movies. to the screen. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that, they get that with, with uh, Aquaman though, but yes, Aquaman was good. But this this movie, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is. This is this is. Yeah, I don't think not I, a good I, way to cap off 2020. No, yeah. and, and you see, they said like what they say like 95 percent of users watched this movie too, like on the day it dropped. Uh, yeah, it's Christmas Day. You got nothing else to do with your family. You're all stuck inside because of because uh, of COVID. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I. Oh, there's so, nothing, I, I can't say a positive thing about this movie. I so literally it's, can't. It's currently uh, at sixty-one percent for uh, for what's it called for critic score and seventy-four percent for audience score. So apparently, fan, uh, audiences liked it. Apparently, that, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to say about this. This movie is. This movie is is an embarrassment. Yeah, it was it was really bad. Um, it was I'm terrible. Not looking forward to what Patty Jenkins does with Star Wars Squadrons, but I am not. I was I thought Patty Jenkins was a good director, and then I saw this movie, and I was like, <sighs> the final fight. Also, one one of the big things to final fight doesn't make any sense. So Wonder Woman has a fight with Cheetah. It looks awful. Everything about's bad, and um, they go into the water, and there's like this uh like there was these like electricity 
that uh, was about to get into the water because it was like this cable that's going to shock the water. And um, oh yeah, Wonder Woman grabs Cheetah is about to put her in like the electrified water and goes, "I'm sorry." And puts yeah. her in the water and uh, electrocutes her. And it's like, oh snap, she just murdered Cheetah. And then Cheetah's fine. She's just, uh, she just got incapacitated. She wasn't killed. It's like, why was Wonder Woman apologizing for knocking her out? You guys were just punching each yeah, other I, earlier. I thought like she killed. I was like, oh, she killed Cheetah. And then no, she did. And then Cheetah renounces her wish at the end of the movie. For what reason? Don't know. But I she did. Know. It, it really didn't make any sense why she apologized. I don't get... Why would you say I'm... So this person you're fighting the whole time, you're throwing punches at, your whole goal is to knock them out and incapacitate them. And then when you get the chance to incapacitate them, you go, I'm sorry. I love how Wonder Woman is wearing a metal suit too and she doesn't like it shocked at all. Well, they talked about because she's a daughter of Zeus, so lightning didn't... So no electricity affects her. That's what Patty Jenkins said. Uh, um, but, but the it's, whole... It's, her, not, the, her it's not the same type of electricity though. It's whatever. But the whole her like say apologizing for taking her out... I don't understand that, but I thought she not... killed her. I legit thought she killed her, and no, she didn't kill her. She there's... just, uh, yeah, she just not really knocked any... her out. I'll try to say something positive. Before Cheetah shows up to the White House, the fight in the White House is cool. When she's like swinging around her lasso and stuff, that was cool. Also, something that really doesn't make sense is um when you make a wish, like the uh the wishing thing takes something important from you, and everyone else it takes it instantly. No clue what it took for the coffee guy again. Um, but uh. everyone else it takes it instantly, except Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman it slowly takes her powers away. It slowly takes her powers away. Doesn't yeah, like just, instantly just incremental. Do it. Like the like when she gets hit by bullets, I thought she was okay because in the in the comics, Wonder Woman is not immortal. Like she she can get hurt by bullets. Like that's not something that, um, like she that's why she blocks bullets. It's because she can't get hurt by them, you know. It depends on the iteration, but yeah. Well, I didn't. I thought that's why. What do you call it? No, it um, depends on the iteration. But anyways, keep going. But yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was confused about. Um, was the fact that I was like, oh, why is she, like, oh, she got hit. I was like, oh, that's just normal Wonder Woman. She just got hit. Like, that happens to her. I didn't realize it at first that her powers were draining. But, yeah, her powers are just draining little bitty time. Little bit at a time. Yeah, just, like, slowly. So that way it's for the plot of the movie. <laughs> Unlike other people who, like, instantly lost what they wished for. But for her, it was just just slowly. Also, it's it kind of shows how selfish Wonder Woman is. It's like, what's your most important thing? My powers. It's like, there's not something else. Like, you, th- you know, Wonder Woman's supposed to be this, like, this really great person. And you think maybe it'd be something else that's really important to her. But it's her powers. Because it says it takes what's most important to you. And her powers yeah. are what's most important to her. <laughs> it's yeah, like... not, not, not anything else from her. Also, she talked about how nothing's good about lies. And um, she lied straight up to Maxwell Lord about having a TV. Which, you know, you oh, think yeah. isn't a big deal. She- but when it's Wonder Woman who stands for truth and says don't lie about anything and nothing good's come from it, lies straight to she, Maxwell Ward's face. She, she has like 15 TV. TVs. She has like a thousand, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, eh, But yeah, it's she's hypocritical. It's weird. It's it's dumb, but... It's so dumb. The movie's just bad. Anything anything else to say before we wrap this up? Uh, This movie is terrible. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't watched it and you listen to us complain about it, you probably didn't understand anything we're saying because we're all over the place, but don't watch it. It's not good. It's not worth it. It's the second worst DCEU movie. I say Suicide Squad's worse. Suicide Squad's so bad. But this movie's really bad as well. I don't don't ever want to watch these two movies again. Never in my life do I want to watch these two movies again. Ever. (laughs) Yeah, they're bad. They're really bad. But I think that's it. Thanks to everyone for listening. We appreciate yeah, it. I hope everyone had good holidays. Good yeah. Christmas. 
Yeah, happy new year. No clue when we'll do the next nerd talk. We'll see. But appreciate everyone listening. And happy new year. And we'll see you guys all later. Peace, everyone. Peace.